This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. That's me. Gibbler, we are diving headfirst into fall. Yes, we are. Yeah. It's, We've got uh, like Hallow's Eve coming up. Doesn't it seem like 2021 flew by? Oh, yeah. I mean, 2020, you know, for what it was, it seemed like it took forever. <laughs> and it's because we were lonely. Yeah, yes. <laughs> now it's already November. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't want to talk about it. Now, we're going to talk about some things that go along with the fact that it's this time of year. Okay. Yeah. So, in the A to B history part, we're going to fire up the old time machine. And we're going to go back to 1964, I think. 64? 64, maybe. And we're going to talk about It's <laughs> the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> you totally reminded me of the Saturday Night Live skit. Like, what was it? Like, 68, <laughs> 70, <laughs> somewhere in there. <laughs> Cork soakers. Oh, there you go. We're also going to talk with our buddy DC Parmit about the Elton John concert tour that was canceled. Yeah. Not canceled. That's not the it's right It's postponed. Part. Postponed in Europe. Yes. He fell and broke his hip. Did we ever find out how he did it? No, I'm sure it was something spectacular. <laughs> I bet you even... Elton Falling John, off a toilet or... Fancy, though. I bet it was awesome. <laughs> I, I wonder if he still wears, like, the big shoes, the big tall <laughs> shoes. Maybe that's why. I don't uh, know. I don't know. At our age, we get to drinking too much, it might result Hell, in at my hip. age, I fall asleep and I wake up hurt. Yes. And then... After we uh, we talked to our buddy DC, we're going to have some news stories. There's apparently a new STD going around. Oh my I gosh, like, I read about this. Yeah, it sounds Whoa. disgusting. <laughs> I mean, not that there's a pleasant STD. <laughs> no one's like ever like, I hope I get on the a, one. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> yeah, right. It's kind of scaly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Makes me want to wash my ears out. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the After Two Beers podcast, essentially what Gibbler and I do is we have a couple drinks, we sit around, we have a good time. And we just talk about whatever and sounds fun to us that day. <laughs> that we do. That's what we do. If you get a chance, make sure to go to our webpage, after2beers.com. You can follow us on all the popular social media options. There's Even the Tiki Talk. Even the Tiki Talk. We're going to make sure we do some more of those. Also, there's a really cool button on there called Patreon. Yes. Yeah, if you click on it, it allows you to become a sponsor of our show. We need it. Yes. I mean, we're having some technical difficulties with headsets today. Yeah, yeah, we uh, yeah. It's, it started a few days ago. I guess that's on me as a procrastinator. Are you a procrastinator? I am. I am horrible about it's, it. It's to a fault. Yeah, like I have great ideas and I like plan it out, but then like when it comes to like actually taking charge of it, it's last day. Always. <laughs> Most of the time. Do you feel like you get more done? When you're stressed or you're pressured? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. So is that why you do it? Probably. Yeah. I don't know why I do it. I think it's just, I like to blame ADHD, but I think procrastination is like hand-in-hand hand with laziness. <laughs> I feel well, like well, we just, we prefer to do the ADHD or procrastination. <laughs> right. and Nobody so. wants to admit they're lazy. <laughs> but in actuality, procrastination basically is built on the fact that you know as an adult you have shit you have to do. That you don't want to do. You don't want to do it, and so you just put it off to the very last minute. Oh, yeah. But you call it procrastination, 
but in reality, it's just lazy with the time zone. You know, that's true. That's basically what it is. I don't know how we got onto that tangent, but uh, we are coming. To, oh, I know what it was—the audio equipment. That's why we need people to click on Patreon. <laughs> that's why it's so important. That is true. Yeah. All right. Now let's go ahead and jump into the A to B history time machine, time wagon, time pumpkin, whatever we want to call it this week. Okay. And we're going back to, I, I believe it was early 1964, maybe 66. But uh, we're going to talk about a classic cartoon that we've seen a million times. And then we actually just watched it together like a week ago. Right. And it, it actually was the first time I'd seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. But like you totally view things different as an adult. It, it's funny how you do that, right? Yeah. Like you... You know, we've talked about it before. You put on these rose-colored glasses, and everything is amazing from your past. And then you go back and you watch this, and you're like, that, that Lucy's a bitch. She's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> There's more yeah. than just her being an you asshole start, with it, too. You start seeing things. So we're going to break it down on the A to B history here, and we're going to bring in some of the audio. So if you haven't seen the cartoon for a while, we're going to... We're kind of bringing into it. <laughs> We're breaking it down. Yeah. Now, you know, one of the things that was really cool about the cartoon that I don't think I realized until I watched it this time was how good the music is in it. Oh, I mean, it is good. You know, we work uh, here locally with the Star Jeanette Foundation for jazz history, preserving jazz with Jeanette Records. And it was amazing to me how good the jazz is in that cartoon. <laughs> like... I feel like an old nerdy guy saying that, I guess. But No, all of the Charlie Brown ones, yeah. they had really good music. They're putting it down. They are. They know what they were doing. Now, the one thing I do, there's four sections or so I want to talk about specifically okay. to this cartoon. And the first one I want to talk about, this town is just, it's got to be sitting on like a, just like a, this river of angry bitterness that just <laughs> runs beneath the, uh, the surface. Right. Like, you know, in Ghostbusters 2, when people got <laughs> shitty, the slime and... came and oh, got yeah. active. I feel like that's what must be going on here. Because the whole town, not just the kids, the whole town are mean as shit to Charlie Brown. And he's the nicest kid. I Well, yeah. I mean, I don't see any fault with him. Right. But he definitely gets a raw, a raw go. I mean, he's already lost his hair and he's <laughs> yeah. only, what, eight? He's eight years old and he's balding from anxiety. <laughs> It's not good, but there's really not a lot of good haircuts on that cartoon. No. No. Linus looks like he's, got, you know, it was like the Filobi, but <laughs> it was all jacked up. It only worked half the side. And Well, I mean, you figure that probably back then that might have been the do. It might have been. I don't know. I it don't was not know. good. But uh, it's constant, nonstop shit talking <laughs> from one kid to another. They call them each other names all the time. And if it was like an episode of Real World. Only even more mean. <laughs> and, and the little kids. Right. Did anyone else pick up on the fact when you watch it that Linus is trying to start a cult? <laughs> he, and he's trying to recruit members. He wants his like his family and friends to, to go sit, sit with him. To sit in the on pumpkin patch? Just in the pumpkin patch waiting for this being that's going to bring you presents and gifts. <laughs> but you have to be the most sincere I, it sounds like there should be a cauldron of Kool-Aid that you've got to <laughs> right? drink if you don't believe in the Great Pumpkin. And the Great Pumpkin only comes if you like write him letters. Here's the other thing that really makes me think it's a cult, or that Luce, or excuse me, Linus wasn't hinged correctly. 
is no one else knows about it. Like, we can talk about Santa Claus and everybody understands yeah. the intricacies of Santa. No one else has ever even heard of this great pumpkin. He has made it up completely. <laughs> and, he, and he makes up the rules as he goes. He's like, you got to sit here and you got to do this. And, and he's making it all up. And even Charlie Brown at the end of the scene goes, what are you doing to my sister? <laughs> like, he even picked up on the fact, this guy fucking weird. <laughs> Why are you bring my sister right? into it? <laughs> that guy would be called Koresh today, but he was a cartoon, so I guess it's all right. The other thing that was really weird about the fact that they hated on Charlie Brown, I talk about it, was every time they would go trick-or-treating, the kids would talk about what they got, and this kid got rock rocks after every... rock after rock. <laughs> every door. Which means the family has specifically gone and searched for said rock and then placed it by the door in case that shithead Charlie Brown comes by. <laughs> Where's that bald-headed kid coming? Right? They're all dressed up in just sheets. Sheets. <laughs> which kind of comes off a little racist. And Charlie Brown's is all holy. Like, yeah. he can't do anything right. He, he can't, can't even make two holes in a sheet. Yeah. They, they go, oh, here comes that holy Chuck <laughs> block. I mean, all of the other sheets were look, looked good except for yours. I mean, what the world? If you followed the peanut characters until later in life... Charlie's the kind of guy that shows up at a movie theater with a trench coat, and everybody <laughs> runs out of there. <laughs> like, he's going to have to mark everybody off the list once right. they start apologizing. Oh, if he wasn't screwed quite right, you know, <laughs> with all the shit he's catching, he's pulling, you know, Snoopy's legs off or something, <laughs> or, or Woodstock. <laughs> well, I mean, these kids have, like, full access to knives and shit, too. Well, so. and that takes me... That's a great segue into the second part. <laughs> Where the hell are the parents? I don't know. They're eight years old, and there are there is no parental supervision at all. No. No. They're and, cutting pumpkins at eight years old with these giant chef with knives. A, it's a machete. It's not <laughs> even, like, a, a kid-friendly knife. And who's hanging... Who's letting their kids stay out in a pumpkin patch that late? Yes. When so, we did, we had to tell our parents that we were staying at somebody else's house <laughs> in high school oh it's horrible and then i want to talk about another thing that's clearly an oversight by people that don't watch it today and think about it like this but i'm convinced that pig pen's parents are either on mess or they're homeless <laughs> because the kid shows up dirty all the time you know it's bad when you have like graphics of stink coming off of you oh and they're and you're called Pigpin. And they all know he's coming, and it's not because he says his <laughs> name. Like you know that person that you hang out with that has that smell, and you're like, Ugh. like it doesn't mean like somebody you, you're fraternizing with it could be a co-worker okay. I was or... like, well, if I don't know who that <laughs> yeah, is, am I the one? You're the stinky one. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guarantee you, he's either homeless or he's all messed up. The whole family is <laughs> right. They clearly. Whatever town this is with that sewage of anger that goes underneath <laughs> it, they have the worst CPS system in the, in the country. Who's CPS? There's no adults in this entire <laughs> right, right? show. Now, the third part I want to chat about was actually a, a really interesting part of the cartoon and was considered by many to be the best part from a uh, critical reception kind of Kind okay. Of process. And that was the Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. So halfway through the cartoon, we see Snoopy. He's dressed as a World War One f- ace fighter pilot. And um, he's doing these kick-ass dog fights. 
no pun intended, <laughs> against the Red Baron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then at one point he shot down behind enemy lines, and he has to make his way home through the trenches. <laughs> I mean, this dog is a war hero. He is. He's just sniffing his way through. Right. And it's just, I, 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 it's funny to me because it, it, this cartoon is a bunch of asshole kids, and then you've got a dog that's that's a war hero right? that's going through this this ground here. And then something I didn't know about that is that you had said that there was actually a song written about it. Yeah, the Royal Guardsman wrote a song called "Snoopy versus the Red Baron," and I actually think they didn't get any of the money. I think uh, they got ch- sued by Charles Schultz, <laughs> and they Oops. had to. Pay- yeah, eh, probably should ask for permission. That's <laughs> kind of late. To- <laughs> what about the pizza company? Oh, the Red, Red Baron. Baron. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if Snoopy Pizza. <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember getting for Christmas one year. It was a the slushy. snow cone maker. Yes. Oh my god! And it was Snoopy. I and- loved that thing. Yes. And you know how you know that things were made way better then? I remember having that dude for like five summers. Oh, it really? made it through five summers of ice cream. I. Snow cones, yeah. yeah. It'd make it through one house party now. Right. <laughs> you know, like, shave me some ice so I can throw some tequila in it. <laughs> we have, I have a $4,000 refrigerator that quit making ice two years in. Yeah, you should have got a big Snoopy fridge. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. The last part I want to talk about is you watch these cartoons and you realize it's shaping you for your future. You okay? Charlie Brown shaped me. Yeah, you're being taught about how life is going to be. And there's... <laughs> I'm going to get rocks. <laughs> no, right. I should have just known then. No, no. There's three <laughs> scenes specifically that take place between Linus and Sally. Oh, that, okay. in my opinion, show exactly what a relationship is. <laughs> okay? So the first one is the lovey-dovey. You know, the... She's so smitten. Yes. That, that she'll even sit in a pumpkin patch with him. Right? And she's she's excited. <laughs> Right. It's not just because she's convinced she's going to get these gifts. It's because at this point she's really smitten with Linus. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what he's trying to sell her on. Right. He's she's going to do it. <laughs> she's excited to do it. What are you doing, Linus? I'd rather not say. You might laugh. Oh, I never laugh at you, Linus. You're so intelligent. I'm writing to the Great Pumpkin. You say the cutest things. On Halloween night, the Great Pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch. And it flies through the air to bring toys to all the good little children everywhere. Wouldn't you like to sit with me in the pumpkin patch on Halloween night and wait for the Great Pumpkin? Oh, I'd love to, Linus. What's going on here? What are you trying to do to my little sister? And so then... About halfway through the cartoon... Don't touch my hand. She realizes... (laughs) Don't hold my hand. (laughs) She realizes old dude might be not all there together in the head. And she's starting to get a little pissy about it. (laughs) Like Because she feels like she's missing out on something. Oh, FOMO. She's totally missing out on the costume party because I'm waiting for a pumpkin. (laughs) Charles Schultz introduced us to FOMO over 50 years ago. (laughs) And what it could do to a relationship. Where is he? He'll be here. I hope so. I have my reputation to think of, you know. And just think of all the fun we're missing. Just look. Nothing but sincerity as far as the eye can see. And now the third part is where she goes off completely. And 
just loses it on this poor guy who says nothing. His head's just hanging low. I, I'm sure this is what you've done at least once or twice in some of your relationships. <laughs> this where, week? Where you were... <laughs> <laughs> down this tour close your eyes and we're going to discuss the last scene between linus and sally okay all right i put a lot of thought into this and this is probably what it's like today 50 years later if they were around today okay all right would you still love me if i looked like a great oh oh yeah right (laughs) it we see the divorce is coming right right between these two they haven't said the words out loud yet but they're both thinking it you know what I'm talking You've been there. Tell me you haven't been there. And she realized now what her time with Linus has been. And she's given it up. And she reacts. It's like all the rage that has been building up in her for years, right? He hasn't been helping with the kids. Says he's working, but you know he's just playing on his phone. <laughs> you know, she had her breaking point. She had her breaking point. It was basically like watching modern television. <laughs> But it was only through her. Now, you, if you look at Linus, it, it's just like he's like every other guy, right? His head's hanging low. He's been beaten down. He hears it at work from customers, from his boss. Now when he gets home, he hears it. And he just wants her to be supportive. Yeah. And she just wants him to be loving. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he started drinking more days than not. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells himself... You know, he just likes it's it. It's just because, to cope. It's just to take. He can quit any time. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves Sally, but you know, the kids. The kids. <laughs> They're waiting for their kids to graduate. <laughs> He's like, Charlie, I just got to get those kids into college and I'm leaving her ass. <laughs> There's some deep shit going on in this cartoon. There is some deep shit. <laughs> oh, it makes me want to go now back and watch other old cartoons and we can just dissect the hell out of them. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we should absolutely do it. Well, all right, Gibbler, welcome back to the After Two Beers podcast. I don't know why I said it like that, because it's not like we're coming in from like... <laughs> but uh, we're welcoming back someone that's been on the show in the past, and we're happy to have him back. We thought he would be in Europe by now. But uh, I believe you're still stateside, and that's Mr. D.C. Parmit. D.C., how you doing, buddy? Very good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we can't complain. So where are you at right now? I am at my world headquarters outside of Seattle in a bunker. Well, right. Now, we did not expect you to be there the 1st of October. What happened, buddy? Well, Elton needed hip surgery. I mean, you know, things happen. He fell, and he... You know, needed a medical procedure, and here I sit. 
But that's the one thing about uh, every organization. There's one person that is not replaceable. That's Everybody true. else is. <laughs> that's Everybody true. else. Like on your podcast, Gibbler would be unreplaceable. Exactly. Aww. That's exactly right. I like this guy. And then Dutch followed closely by you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I, you know, one day I'm just going to leave the show to Gibbler and let her run the whole deal. <laughs> then it might get popular. They'll be like, I, I helped start that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they'll be like, yeah, right, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now you mentioned that he that he had hip surgery, but he's also expected or he's scheduled currently to be in the states the first of the year. Is that still the plan? Oh hell yeah! All right, oh yeah, we're gonna start our first show will be January nineteenth in New Orleans, Louisiana. Nice, oh, that's a- going off with a bang right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're going off with something, all right. Do you need us to come down and help do a podcast or something? <laughs> I'll sell shirts. Right. Well, I thought we were going to do the podcast when Elton plays Indianapolis on... Hold on a sec. April 1st. Is it really? Yeah. Now... Yeah, we... April 1st. You're right. I did a plan to do the podcast then. But I like New Orleans. <laughs> I was just trying to have a reason to go down there. Well, sure. I like but I'm not responsible for any bad behavior or any <laughs> spontaneous tattoos. Oh, that's what we need. A that is group, what we need. Big group tattoo. Nothing says bad decision like a group tattoo <laughs> in New Orleans. How about a tramp stamp? Oh, what could it be of? Can it be a cover up for one? <laughs> asking for a friend asking for a friend no it should be after two beers oh absolutely right above the butt <laughs> better than below <laughs> so you know people that is very much open to interpretation but i like that yes i like the idea that you know some guys doing it freaky doggy style from behind and he also looks down and thinks, man, I ought to listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the thing is, uh, he thinks it means butt stuff after two beers. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know that many people do it before two beers. <laughs> <laughs> butt stuff. <laughs> well, you know, you'd be surprised. There's a whole lot of there's a whole wide world outside of uh, your fortress of solitude. <laughs> That's true. I don't care where I live. Nothing needs to go into my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell! Get your hands off my poop shoe. <laughs> he starts sounding like a dolphin. <laughs> you know, I love the show from the fact that we have Elton John's tour accountant on the show, and we're talking about butt sex. <laughs> Not Elton John. Wait, you, you guys are from Indiana. I figured that you know was part and parcel. I figured that was a Hoosier. Absolutely. Well, they got a whole game up here for it. It's called cornhole. Oh, it's it's called Who's Your Daddy? Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> yeah, it's popular in Kentucky too. But anyway, now we're we're doing a show this week on. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Right. And so we're going to go with this whole Halloween theme for the rest of the month. And I thought to myself, we've got a guy on the phone that's been around the world with lots of people. 
is there any Halloween stories or October experiences or anything that was just a little out of the ordinary that you've experienced in your time on the road? Wow, that is a good question. I don't know if I have any Halloween stories because we dress up as roadies year-round. So, <laughs> No, I don't think I have any Halloween stories. You should get the entire crew to dress up as the artist that you're touring <laughs> with. It would be awesome to see a bunch of different Elton Johns running around. Yes, from all different eras. Of yes, this, uh, that'd be perfect. There'd be so many different outfits you could choose from. You can, I love it. I want, the, I want the Fez. The Fez? Yeah, remember he wore a Fez in the late 80s? No, I need to look at that one. Yeah. I'm it a- was around the time of I Don't Want to Go On With You Like That. Yeah. Whatever album that was. It was right around that time. Could I I got to ask, you know, and I'm sure we've asked this on the show, and then we got to let you go, but we want to make sure that we keep doing this with you. But I've got a question, and I've yes, thought sir. about this. I love Elton John. I've seen him in concert, thanks to you. And, uh, but I've always loved his music and there's so many phenomenal songs that he does. Is there one that just connects with you more or a song that, that it just speaks to you? Yes. And this is in such an easy answer. It's the start. It's for those of you who have vinyl, (laughs) it's, it's side one. Record one of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Funeral for a Friend, slash Love Lies Bleeding. That's the one for you. That, that is it. I love that song. I still can listen to it, you know, today. I, you know, without getting tired of it. Does he play it live? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever sneak out of your responsibilities? Like, when the concert's going on, it's not like you're just in the back drinking beer. Oh, no. I, wa- I always try to watch a song <laughs> or two every night. Is that one of them? Well, it depends on what's going on for me work-wise, because usually that was the opening of the second half of the show. Um, and I was usually busy then. So Here's how your job differs from like normal people. <laughs> Let's say hypothetically you're a person that works on a trash truck and you're the guy that hangs off the back and the day you're doing it it's like in the low 70s so it's not real smelly it's not the holidays yet so there's not a bunch of boxes and he thinks to himself you know what this is a good day at work for DC a good day at work is Holy shit, this is Red Rocks. I think I'm going to go out and watch a song or two before I finish my work. (laughs) You're a lucky dude, DC. That's, everyone's got their, everyone's got their, it's a good day. You know, for the billions of people around the world, there's billions of answers or none of them are wrong. It's just, you know, I just so happens to be, you know, i be in that position and it's not something I ever take for granted you know I, I mentioned Red Rocks um, actually before I get there Gibbler do you have a fa- favorite Elton John song I love the one that was for Princess Diana the candle in the wind candle in the wind yeah. I love it I don't know why and I don't I don't know if it was because I love Princess Diana and 
when that all. Well, you know what's interesting about that song is he originally wrote it. It was n- yeah, it wasn't for Marilyn Monroe, right? And and so then when she passed, you know, he, it was kind of relaunched and right. But uh, yeah, yeah, they Bernie Bernie rewrote the lyrics. I think it was called yeah. England's Rose. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Gorgeous. Mine, and I don't even know why, but every time I hear, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Oh yeah! Wow, I love that tune. I mean, and he has so many good ones. I was going to say, I love all of them, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, DC, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you again. Well, thank you very much, sir. Well, you get back to enjoying your marijuana, and uh, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And uh, all the best, you get buddy. Back, you get back to your Dutch lights. See what I did there? <laughs> and chase it with a shot of Gibbler. That's right. <laughs> love you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you guys, See too. You. See you, yeah. man. We've got some stories that we thought would be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything. Die in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house, started to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up of bees. I thought he was just high. All right, are you ready to do some news? I'm ready for some news. We're going to do a couple news stories. And then, uh, then we'll call it an evening. The first one, <laughs> you know, it, I, I write this stuff sometimes, and it's like, you know, how can we be more funny? <laughs> and I'm like, we should have an A to B news chopper. And I wrote it in here, and now it sounds really stupid. <laughs> like, we're jumping in the A to B news chopper, and we're off to Turkey. You wouldn't take a helicopter to Turkey. No. It's too far away. <laughs> <laughs> the story is about a 50-year-old Turkish man, Behan Mutlu. He Say re- that again? Behan, Behan <laughs> Mutlu. Okay. I, uh, I actually... Speaking of choppers, <laughs> you chopped that shit up. <laughs> I did. That's how I made sure I pronounced it correctly. Behan recently joined a search party, but then he heard something odd. The search party was shouting for... Bayon! <laughs> he was searching for himself? Yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, earlier in the day, Bayon had gotten liquored and wandered <laughs> off from his friends, who had later alerted authorities that he had gone missing. <laughs> now, this, this reminds <laughs> me of a Vegas trip. <laughs> I was looking for a friend of mine that was about five feet away. (laughs) I'm in a panic. This is before cell phones. (laughs) Now, I'm picturing, he's like, he's they're yelling, Behan. He's like, wait, 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 wait. What are you looking for? Let me see a picture of that guy. Man, that guy's ugly as shit. (laughs) (laughs) He probably wandered off drunk. I bet his wife's going to be so pissed. (laughs) You know he's ugly when even through his liquor eyes, he was ugly. (laughs) It said earlier in the day that he had gotten liquored, and he was described now as heavily intoxicated. Heavily. Heavily. Now, here's the difference between Turkey and the United States. Here, that's an instant P.I. <laughs> the fact that you have a search party out for you, and then... And you're part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was given a ride home by the police. You know what? That's what happened back in the day. Yeah, well, this was just that's two in, weeks yeah. ago. 
This poor guy probably rather go to jail and go home. <laughs> I bet he caught a rash of shit. How could you not? Oh, can, think about it. Like his family and friends had to be so worried that they went to the authorities <laughs> and then like we got a file of missing persons. Like you should have seen that crazy Texas cat was sitting <laughs> earlier, right? They're like it's a silver alert, but. It's not from, like, <laughs> Alzheimer's. It's because he's so drunk. Here's my question, though. So, typically, like, you have to be gone for 24 hours before there's a search. Yeah, that must be how... Maybe people come You were heavily missing. intoxicated for over 24 hours? Well, no, it happened all in the same day. Oh, no, I don't believe that. You don't go searching for somebody the same day. Well, I'm guessing what happened is they were at some sort of festival, hypothetically. Okay. All dude got to drinking, <laughs> and they went up to security, and they're like, hey, we can't find... It's not like Walmart, where you're just saying the name over the loudspeaker. Right. They're like, we can't find Bayhan. And so then people all get out and wander away. Bayhan, what they didn't know, had been sleeping in the hay bale for the last 10 hours. <laughs> he wakes up and is like, who are you looking for? I'll help you. <laughs> Fuck that Bayhan. That guy owes me money. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, anyway. I've never been drunk enough to look for myself. <laughs> I haven't either. All right. Here's our second and final story. We kind of teased this one early, which is there. there's a new STD going around. If there's another reason you need to not cheat on someone or stick your or, where it or allow someone to do that, here's another reason why. Let me pull it up here. So she said. All right. This one's from the USA Today. It actually just came out yesterday. The USA Today. Yeah. Wow. So it's legit. This isn't just some made-up disease. It is uh, a flesh-eating, sexually transmitted infection that causes ugh, beefy red ulcers <laughs> is becoming more prevalent in the United Kingdom. UK. I, do me a favor and look this up. I want you to look at the pictures. I don't want to look at them. I want you to describe them to me. Well, apparently beefy. <laughs> Tell me what a beefy. Jeez, be now I'm like. Tell me what a beefy red ulcer on someone's genitalia oh, looks like. You said beefy and red, and my fat ass thought you were talking about ravioli. Beefy. beefy. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. what's this stuff called? Donavanos? Donavanos. Donavanos. It's most okay. common in parts of India, Papua New Guinea, Central Australia, the Caribbean, and Southern Africa. All right, so Donna Venosis granuloma inguinale. Donna Venosis is a bacterial infection that causes sores on the genitals. On the junk. Right on your junk. I want to see some pictures. Oh, oh, well, there's. <laughs> is that a penis? Did you see it? It is. It's a penis. Does, is there a beefy red ulcer on it? <laughs> there's a beefy red ulcer. Ugh, does it look like the herp? Ew. Oh, yeah. See that right there? Ew. That, Ew. You can't Ew. unsee these things. No. That's gross. Donovan Osis. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Oh, my oh, God. AJ's looking at this it too. one. Oh, that one. No, 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 no. That I, one's the. I, oh. I don't want to see it. No, no, <laughs> no. Does it look like chili? We had chili earlier in the week. Does it look like chili? No. No. No, it doesn't. No, now, you keep going and the worse it gets. That's, you know, it, even when I was single, it was the thing that scared me the most. Terrified of the idea of something <laughs> down there. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Just, you know, and then, yeah, it's not. That's, that's, these pictures are what they need to show children. <laughs> like, not children. Definitely not children, but, you know. 
right? You should show it to your spouse every time they're going out for like a guy's <laughs> night out or a girl's night hey, out. Never know what you're going to get. Just randomly text them a picture at 10 o'clock of <laughs> Donovan Osis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Oh, well, anyway, Gibbler, I appreciate you helping me get the show put together. It took us a while to get this one done, but it's <laughs> it's going to be golden, I'm sure of it. It'll be well worth it. Yes. Make sure you go to our webpage. Check out AfterTwoBeers.com. I guess without further ado, we'll talk to them all next time. After Two Beers. <laughs>